Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. While many cities are looking at innovative ways to replenish revenues that businesses lost during the height of the pandemic, and the latest idea that's getting off the ground in San Francisco is high-priced private restaurants. There's one coming to the Transamerica period next year that could have a six-figure membership fee. For more on this, we're joined on the KCBS Ring Central Newsline by KCBS insider Phil Matier. Phil, thank you as always. How would this luxury restaurant at the Transamerica Pyramid work? Well, the idea is that luxury would be the key. Where Transamerica Pyramid is one of San Francisco's icons, and it's been undergoing a renovation. And one of those is bringing back a restaurant in the area, and it would be a restaurant called Core. They already have restaurants in and club private clubs in other cities like Milan and such, and they're thinking of opening it in San Francisco. And yeah, it would be a members-only deal. You know, membership could go anywhere from fifteen thousand to a hundred thousand to get in the door and then fifteen thousand to eighteen thousand dollars a year going forward you'd get treats you know you might have tequila test tasting with carlos santana or you know celebrity chefs come in it's you know patterned after another private club in san francisco that popped up during the tech boom uh called the battery which is on battery just down the street from kcbs and uh, that's doing well so the idea is to try to uh, bring some you know really really high class into the downtown whether it's going to change what's going on in the downtown however i'm not so sure right i was going to say what downtown san francisco needs is bodies is people coming back to the offices so they can shop at all of the businesses how many bodies would an ultra luxury restaurant really bring into the area not nearly enough. What we're talking about, you know, the Chronicle took a look at IRS returns uh, for the 2019 and 2020, and it showed that uh, San Francisco lost about uh, 4.5, 4.5% of its population that made over $138,000 just picked up their laptops and moved elsewhere. It was all part of an overall 6.3 drop in population. Now, on the downtown and on the office area, that's even more aggravated. As it stands right now, about a fifth of the office space in downtown San Francisco is vacant as bigger corporations, you know, shrink down their uh, office footprint, as they call it. That's not expected to change, Melissa. For a while, there was a lot of talk at City Hall and around about how do we bring the workers back? Well, the fact is they're not coming back. If you look at BART's uh, daily ridership, which is the main commuter hub into the city, it's operating at about 35%, and that is on uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. So they're, you know, we're, um, only about a third are coming in, and those are on the busy days. So the new work week in San Francisco is much less, fewer workers than it was before, and for less time. Mondays and Fridays are pretty much empty in the city. That's reflected also in the wave and the absolute cratering of ground floor retail. If you walk through downtown San Francisco in these office complexes where they had ground floor retail that was much thriving from office workers, it's empty now. The difference is that in this last couple of months, it's starting to dawn on people that the idea of getting people back is not the goal because this is going to be the new reality 
reality it's to get new people in to take the place of the old people that have moved out you know we've got 30 seconds left but hasn't the city been banding about the idea of pop-ups like having artists do sort of mini galleries in these spaces Yes, they have. They've been talking about pop-ups, uh, concerts, uh, possibly, you know, shutting out traffic, more traffic and having open zones. Plus, it's all a great idea. But as you said, it's a chicken and egg thing. We can have the pop-ups as much as you want. But if you don't have the people to go to the pop-ups, you're just still going to have an empty space. All right, Phil, we thank you as always. That's KCBS insider Phil Mateer, who will be back this afternoon at 5.50 with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhart. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.